Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kinetic Impressions Movie Reviews. I'm Arnie. And I'm Andy. Uh, today we're going to be talking about The Tomorrow War, this random-ass movie that was released by Amazon in the last couple weeks, uh, starring Chris Pat uh, in a kind of, sci- kind of a sci-fi action movie that, I gotta tell you, I actually enjoyed a lot of this movie. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really inventive. Um, a lot of the stuff that was in it was actually like, you could totally tell it was carbon copy of other movies, but it was fun. It, but it ultimately fell apart to me because the plot was just a little unbelievable. Uh, the middle of this movie is really solid. The ending is weird. But ultimately, I really fucking like the character, the, the, the creature design. The action was really, really good. Um, also, like, there was a lot of practical effects, and you could feel that. Um, practical effects really make a movie better, and it makes the action feel better. Um, I thought Chris Pack did a good job. I don't like his character. It's very unbelievable. He's very much like the American hero guy, but like we're living in a time where the American mythos is bullshit. So, and I, so I just did not, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't go with him. Um, but ultimately the way the plot goes, I, I kind of grew to like his character because also I think that he delivers a really good performance and I forgot, oh, oh, I need to check. What is the her name? That girl from Chuck who plays uh, uh, the, the blonde who is the colonel. I don't know, whatever her name is. Uh, she Yvonne killed it. Strahovski? She murdered it. Uh, she, yes, she absolutely uh, nailed everything she did. Brought really great performance. Um, and then when she leaves the movie is ultimately when I think this kind of thing. It kind of falls apart, um, but I totally enjoyed my experience. Glad I watched it. Uh, but it had some problems. Uh, my man, what did you like? Dude, uh, uh, every, like everything you were just saying like it hits the nail on the head, right? Like it, It's a great sci-fi movie. And like it... it uh, it quenches your thirst for things that maybe you wanted in other films to happen. Like, like there's something about this film that like everything I wanted to see happen in like movies, um, in like Christopher Nolan movies, like happened for me. Like there's just too, I think it's because it was too surreal. Like it was too unbelievably real these things to happen in those movies and then those things kind of happened in this movie and i was like oh finally yeah this yeah is cool. no yeah i see what you're saying it is definitely a hodgepodge of some like kind of like real heady christopher nolan stuff for sure when it comes to the sci-fi and the i guess it's it's because the sci-fi the yeah i think it's the sci-fi meets the gory alien thing and they and it was like a cool story now like you know, when we say com- like, you know, you, we always talk about complete stories that this wasn't yeah. a complete story or the script wasn't that tight, but like there was a lot of the things that make those complete stories and tight scripts in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like they kept going on a For little sure. bit too further. I, 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 I like I went to my friend after I watched this movie, uh, my coworker, and I told him. I like this movie because I've never gotten to see the first movie that's like the bestseller and the shitty sequel all in one sitting because that's what I feel like it was. It's like, man, we got one great movie and we also got the shitty sequel that comes out two years later that's not worth watching all in one sitting. And that's where I felt. And like, I think it's, it's exactly, it's exactly that pivotal moment where like, you know, um, the, uh, the actress that you see, like that you were just mentioned, Eve, I think her name is, is Yvonne Stravowski. She's a uh, beautiful, wonderful. She plays a wonderful part in this. And like, as soon as she leaves the script, uh, it kind of blows up. Um, the yeah. actors in this, the cast is phenomenal. Like, I think even the, the, the lesser known actors are incredible. The well-known actors 
do every one of them do a bang up job, like every one of them. And so, um, yeah, dude, I was excited to kind of watch it. I'm, 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 I don't regret watching this. I think everybody should kind of watch this because it's free. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, if you have, yeah, if you have Amazon, you should definitely you watch it. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's go ahead and watch it. Yeah, it's totally, it's totally fun. It's really watchable for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely falls apart. I think her name is Ivana, leaves the script as well. And you know, there, there really is a lot. I, I also want to say, um, I think we should do a complete spoiler section for this because I really want to talk about some stuff in depth. Uh, oh, yeah. And I kind of want to do it as a separate video as well. We'll do this and then we'll do a separate video. We'll cut this one a little bit and then we'll do like a spoiler talk. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I also feel like, like I, was, I, I, I really felt like the beginning of the movie was kind of like weak. Like I didn't really get the premise. Like I got the premise, I understood what they were talking about, but I just didn't think it was believable whatsoever, and it was given to you really quickly. Um, but then when we get on the ride, and it starts moving, and you start kind of like, uh, and then the world is built out, uh, and the characters are really, really bringing it. I gotta say, I think the script was pretty weak, but I really think the actors fucking brought it, for sure, and that, I think, kind of really held it together until the third act. Um, there's a lot about the, the, the actual premise of the movie that I just had a problem with too, right? Um, but... Uh, I was able to forgive it because uh, the second act is so fucking strong. And I want to bring up the character design and the actual action because those things were done super, super well. Chris McKay is the person who directed this movie, and I think he did a really fantastic job. I think this movie is a perfect example of what a kind of like mediocre script can be uh, can be made into when met with a really competent director uh, that really helps foster this story to make it make sense. And, and you can really tell that because the performances are there and also the feel of the movie and the kinetic energy of the movie and the pacing of the movie is there as well. But yeah, the, the script really just kind of falls apart in the beginning and in, and in the end, but it really has a strong, 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 strong middle part that really excites me. Um, and I think really fucking like nails all three things at once, the action, the heart. Uh, and I think the reason you bring up Carousel Fellow too, because because this movie also has some family dynamics uh, that kind of coincide directly with the sci-fi of it, which is also very Christopher Nolan. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And sure. dude, the most underutilized character in this whole thing was uh, Betty Gilpin. I was just like, oh my God, gorgeous Betty Gilpin just yeah. sitting there as the wife. And uh, yeah, I'm like, but like, I'm also glad she was in this big budget movie, which I'm actually pretty certain it was supposed to be in theaters. Um, it was just like sold to Amazon because of the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. made by Paramount, Paramount Pictures and had a theatrical release, but uh, because of the pandemic, uh, they ended up Paramount just like uh, it was kind of like a fire sale. Paramount yeah. just did what they could and then got they, they sold it to Amazon for 200 million. Um, and I think I think it was, That's I, interesting, I think it was worth it I to them. That's totally worth it for them, for sure. Because also, if you think about it, like in terms of box office, uh, so when you total a box office, the total number does not go all to the studio. Only like 75% of that goes to the studio if it's a big budget movie. If it's a lower budget movie, it's like an independent film, it's basically 50-50, right? But like $200 million straight to the studio is actually probably far more profitable than what they would have actually gotten from a theatrical run, uh, plus whatever they're getting on their streaming service for sure. Um, so yeah, I, that, like that definitely happened and you could feel, you can really feel the money on the screen. Um, I watch this on my, 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 my nice TCL. Uh, it's just fucking beautiful on there. And like, I really like, I, I keep saying this because I think it's just really cool. Like, uh, the action is really like filmed well, it's wide, you can see it. 
Uh, the practical effects really get you in the action as well. Like, there's some dumb things about this plot, though. Like, there's some real dumb shit that happens, especially when they're like running away from the monsters in the middle of the movie. Like, and, and then yeah. like, the thing, and then like, the, like Christopher Pratt's character is just kind of like all over the place. Um, and and like, I, I just I, like again, like I said, like he's supposed to be like this all-American. Like, no, it's about being like together, and we don't leave anyone behind. And, like, I get that, bro, but it's just not conducive to like a good story. And it like it totally like I I was actually like part of the way through, like halfway through the through the halfway like chasing. I was like, I'm kind of rooting against you at this moment, bro. Like, this is about survival, you bro. Know, yeah. uh, you, like, I get that, but like to me, it's like I've seen Chris, I've seen Chris Pratt now in Zero Dark Thirty where he catches and kills Osama bin Laden and American sniper where yeah. he, he's like, or I guess not American sniper, but like, he uh, forgot what there's another war movie where it was like, so like, and like guardians. So like, I just like, I believe in him too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? His mythos is growing. Cause like there's a moment in this film where he says a line and it's total, it is total fucking great American mythos shit. That is just like brought out from the late like like seventies all the way to the nineties, and like that just just doesn't fly with me anymore. A pretty smile and a fucking optimistic optimistic view is just not something I think is like good plot armor. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just like I don't get it. But um, but like when he when when he you know when he goes to the future, we all know this from the trailer. When he goes to the future, and like the beginning of this movie, we're talking about one of our news articles about how like the beginning of the movie really tells you like how. Like it really brings everything in. It was a solid beginning. I was totally in. Uh, the actual solid. premise, though, I was just like, ah, what? Like, I, I honestly just didn't believe it would happen. Like, I believe, it, like, if this happened, I just don't think that people would allow it to happen in the way that it was happening so quickly and so fast. It was just like, wow, okay, this happened, and now we're immediately doing this. That is just kind of like I just didn't believe it. But when he goes um, to the future and like. He meets up with all of the future soldiers and like that storyline goes and happens like that felt like a complete fucking like great, great ending. I was like, this is at, at, towards the end of that. I was like, this isn't the best movie, but like, I'm really here for it. Like I'm fucking having fun. It's a good time and I'm fucking here. And then it just kind of, it, it takes a turn uh, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I feel like uh, totally, uh, totally hits it. And then it, and then it translates into this other movie it, it literally is a sequel like you, you said it, you hit it on the head it is literally the sequel to the movie they were watching and they could have really really could have cut that and i could have i could have been like yo this is like I, not the smartest not not the best written but yo this is fun and really gauging and cool you know like um, I, chris pratt like had a lot to do with producing it and i think um uh i i think I think this was his first time producing as well, but I, yeah, I, I, I just know that like, I bet you the theatrical cut, like Paramount's theatrical cut, they would have hired somebody to like cut it very well. And like, we, we got like, this is the very extended cut of the movie. Cause this yeah. movie, this movie was already actually kind of short too. It wasn't that long. Was it? Uh, it's almost two hours. I know it's like, it's like, it's like right at like 200 minutes. Isn't it? Isn't it sitting over 200 minutes? I think it is. I think it is. I think like there's a solid like movie here. I don't. Think uh, there is a solid movie here. Two eighteen. Two eighteen. Well, so what I'm thinking, well, like what I'm thinking is like, okay, so you got a movie that's two eighteen. It's it's nowhere. Let's like I'm saying like it's nowhere near three hours, right? Right. And like you have solid cut if you trim the the fat from this oh, movie. Yeah. So like really I think we we just watched like a very extended cut that was. I like just, that. I like that theory. I like that theory. That yeah. like that that was not meant for theaters, but like 
And I'm sure there's a lot of people do a lot of executive producers saying, well, this is not really meant for theaters, but for a streaming movie, we can add this, this and this. And that's not necessarily like, yeah, we're doing that. But like, it's not a good movie. It's not a better right. movie if we do Less, that. Like, so. Yeah, more isn't exactly better. Yeah. And so <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, sure. We've talked plenty of um, the of Chris McKay. Have, have we talked about Chris McKay? In this? No, I um, actually I know something about him, too. Um, uh, I know that he actually directed the Lego Batman movie. Right. Uh, and he's done a lot of robot chicken, uh, yeah. which is interesting because like um, he like it's weird like I'm, th- I'm thinking about another director that came from that kind of world and then like made an action movie and the only one that comes to mind is weirdly enough uh, George Miller uh, who did Fury Road uh, he did the original original Mad Max movies for sure but he also did Happy Feet one and two and I think he did another like uh, Kitty like kids movie and he, then he did Fury Road. Uh, I don't know why that came to mind, but like I kind of felt that when I was watching this movie and I was like, in my head, I'm just like, maybe it's because like, you know, uh, those, 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 like one of those movies was shepherded by um, uh, our uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, which are fantastic storytellers. So I think that maybe he got that a little bit of like, you know, advice from them, but also he was able to like work with visual effects in a way uh, that he kind of knows the science of them and how to incorporate them in the movie. And I really yeah. felt that in this movie because like again the creature design the the fight sequences and all that uh the cg looks really good the monsters look fucking cool um and they're scary they're sinister um and you don't you don't get that a lot with a lot of movies you know with these kind of movies it's it's always like the the creatures are there but they're not really they don't have a lot of weight to them uh, these are these are fucking cool like, i like them a lot but um i think that's definitely notable for sure um they definitely comes from like a, a cartoony but like kitschy background and he did this fucking like action movie like um that's fucking. That's it's crazy, right? Uh, it, it goes to show you what Hollywood will give you uh, if you just like do other things. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's so, so funny that you we were talking about that Yvonne character and like the dude. I don't think she gets. I don't think she actually shows up on screen until thirty, like over thirty minutes, over half an hour into the movie. Oh, for sure. She's yeah, we not, get like a whole. She's she's not in it. I mean, yeah, she's she's not in that movie until definitely she's only there for the second act right like yeah 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 which which honestly feels like a solid movie uh which feels like a solid movie for sure um uh, for sure um but yeah she she really does bring it together man and i just i applaud her for her performance she's from uh the last thing that i remember her from is from chuck um she played the uh the lead you know female role in chuck uh for a long time uh she was on that that show was almost like four or five seasons i think um, they finally actually ended it. Good for them. Uh, a show that actually had an ending. Thank God. Uh, she's re- but she like really, really, really brought it here. And like, th- and I, and I, got, I gotta, I gotta say, man, like the premise and everything is just, it's not, it's not very strong. And I think with different performers, this may have fallen flat. Um, a story that they were trying to tell uh, with this kind of sci-fi action backdrop. It's, uh, it's not a story that you would think of for it, but. Um, it works here really well because I, the actors really sell it. And uh, I, I got emotionally engaged for a minute there. I was like, holy shit. Um, and the, the performances really kind of like crescendo into a really badass action sequence, which is really rare in, in an action movie. You know what I mean? Like it, it's really rare to have like a really emotional, uh, like a, mo- a moment with really emotional stakes and then that snowball into a really amazing uh, action sequence. 
that's really something that rarely happens in movies. And that like, that's a, that's a, you know, uh, something just yeah. noticing like on all this IMDb stuff is like so many of these people are in comedies. These are yeah. a lot of comedic actors, aren't they? Like for a not so like, yeah, you comedic know, that, movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, there's one other thing about the movie that I, I really didn't, and I didn't like, there are moments of humor in this movie that are just complete obvious. Let's just let them riff mm-hmm. and see what they come up with. Right. And and like, just, that's a fit. It happens so much. Like I'm thinking of a different one, like an Adam McKay movie yeah. where so many, so much of that is improvised, right? Like yeah. a lot of it is improvised. A lot of it is like, Oh God, let's let them do something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, you know, there's a scene in that second act when the second act begins, there are like four comedians on your screen. Yeah. Fighting a war. <laughs> and so much of that is like, all right, like we, we don't need the com- we don't need that comedy right now. And like, and they're like, um, I'm thinking of people like, I can't remember that, that one lady's name, but there's, um, there's Sam Richardson. I think that's the guy's name, you know, like the, the comedian, um, there's was Chris, he, Brad, what, was, what's up? Was it like his, uh, his homie that he went into, in a battle with? Yeah. Charlie, the other science guy. Yeah. 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 There's Charlie. There's, uh, I think her name's Mary, uh, Mary Lynn. Yeah. They're going for 24. Yeah. 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 She was here too. She's a, she's a, she's a legit comedian. Uh, she does stand up. And that's what uh, I'm saying. Well, like, yeah, yeah. At some point we have <laughs> like yeah. just comedians out the, the wazoo. Yeah. 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 And there are and, moments. Yeah. And the moments are just like, and like some of the funnier moments are like, I, I love J.K. Simmons, like all of J.K. Simmons scenes. And I get like he, he's yo he is he's jacked. He, gets, yeah. he got jacked for this movie. Yeah. Did you did you see that? Like this, that the reason why he's jacked in this movie is because um, I'm reading this thing off of like a small piece. And it was just funny that I just saw it. So like I have it pulled up. Yeah. And he's like J.K. Simmons as a 16 year old shocked uh, or well, I'm sorry, like. Uh, much talked about buff old man look in this movie, according to the director Chris McKay, Chris McKay, is actually based on Instagram photos of Simmons that went viral in 2016 after his trainer posted them. Yeah. A series of gym shots showed Simmons, a huge shaggy white beard man wearing a sleeveless muscle shirt, doing intense bicep curls. And like his biceps were bulging, apparently. I remembered the picture when it came to the casting of the role. Yeah, of the crazy badass father of Chris Pratt, like they they went with him, and I think that's crazy. Like, like apparently, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter was commenting on like this, just like, (laughs) oh my god, J.K. Simmons is jacked. Like, (laughs) that's funny, dude. It gives me hope for the future because there's. Have you noticed that there are a lot of like like in there like getting 50 stars that are starting just to get jacked for no reason it ha- it first started with dr dre like he he all of a sudden turned 45 and just got jacked and then fucking dave Chappelle's doing it now dude dave Chappelle's jacked now too i mean you know if you've noticed that that that's, yeah, yeah. Thing that's happening in hollywood and sure. we even talked about i mean um you know nobody um oh yeah bob Odenkirk. oh by the way he went to the hospital uh, i was about to stay hopefully he's okay day. Yeah, he, he apparently is in stable condition. He's fine, but yeah, he actually collapsed. You know, like during, during fucking on set. That's crazy, right? Dude, for sure. Um, I think we did it, man. Um, we definitely talked about this movie in depth. 
Um, just final thoughts. Uh, I think we should both, you know, just say how, how we feel one more time. I think this is an enjoyable movie. It kind of falls apart in the beginning and the end, but honestly, ultimately enjoyable because the craftsmanship of the directing and uh, the sequences and the acting is actually pretty good. Um, the story just kind of falls flat, uh, but totally, for sure, worth a watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally think it was worth a watch. Um, I think it's worth a watch just because of the slow first act and the, and the amazing second act. The third act, in my opinion, just gives you all the answers you wanted that we yeah. didn't necessarily need. <laughs> you know, like all the answers that were like, you you kind of sit there at the end of a movie and are like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. You, you, get, you get answered at the third act. And I'm like, it, it was just like, it's shitty sequel once again. And so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it was worth it. Like yeah. I kind of like, I kind of look forward to seeing if they ever do anything else with it, which I doubt they will. But yeah. Chris Pratt is, is I thought Chris Pratt was like a good all American homeboy and um, a lot of good comedians in this. And like, they make uh, fantastic actors. So like, this is uh, this is a good one to watch, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Kinetic Impressions. Please like, comment, subscribe. What did you think about this movie? And if there are any other movies you want us to watch and review, please let us know. Drew, what do we tell the fine people of the internet? Go watch a fucking movie. Do that thing. All right, uh, let's use the spoiler talk, ladies and gentlemen. This is spoiler talk for uh, the Tomorrow War. Okay, so the last half of this movie turns into an alien movie so fucking hard. Uh, yeah. it is it is apparent it is it is it is a gross uh i honestly i kind of liked it a little bit it kind of in there but it really just kind of like it's it stopped the momentum from this like really solid like kind of esoteric family action drama that was taking place during the end of the world uh and i really like the way that that ended with the world like being destroyed and she going like we can't save us and like he just goes in the future but then it just like turns into this like why isn't the government like actually helping you? You got the serum from the future. Like it's in your hands to stop this, but nobody wants to help you. How the fuck did nobody talk to each other from the future in the past to talk about the Colonel's plan? Like it was, wasn't her plan the whole time. Are they not talking to each other? Also, is it not a paradox that they're the young people from the future are here? Cause eventually they're going to be born at some point. It's just a lot to digest. And, uh, I even like the time where like, um, Sam Richardson, like kind of looks over to Chris Pratt and he's like, I mean, you know why we're all this age, right? Like he's like, yeah. and he kind of, he kind of like spits out a, a point of this movie that like people wouldn't necessarily understand, which is okay. We're getting sent to the future where most likely we don't exist anymore. <laughs> right. And like, that's the age range. Like that's the age range for this futuristic war draft. Because, like, we can't send young people there because there's a chance that they might see themselves. Yeah. And I was like, that's insane. Like, that, that's that's cool in itself. Like, that yeah. is a cool fact in, in itself. But, like, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough full-fledged out uh, what's going on with the future in this movie. Like, I guess there's, like, um, I was reading that there's, like, there's three main uh, group food groups to futuristic movies <laughs> and like uh you know there's just like the where the timelines it's either like a timeline approach to the futuristic movie where you know everything that you affect everything that happens you know affects someone else or like 
there's basically like the back to the future, right? Right. There's hot tub time machine style. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, I forget the third one, but, but like, there's not a really clear answer to which one this is. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. I see which flavor of time travel movie this is. Cause you do go back and forth a lot. So like the mechanics, the mechanics are like, yay, Laze, I can, you know, I can kind of like, I can kind of like dig it, you know, uh, and I yeah. kind of did and I was totally there for it for sure. Um, the thing that kind of fall apart for me is like, it's not anything really bad. It's like, there's like, there's a part of this movie where like they go to like, like the third act is just so fucking problematic, but like the beginning is really rushed. And like they, but, they, they, they do this premise where like they, they, these people like show up in the middle of a soccer field and all of a sudden we have to do a worldwide draft. <laughs> I was just not there for that concept because I do, I know for a fact that that would not fly in our world right now as it is. Right. And it was just like, you know, hand fisted to us. And then all of a sudden future time, like a couple years later, Oh, we're all in it. Right. And like drafts happening, fucking world's unresty. It's, it's funny how this movie kind of played it as an allegory for the time that we're living in, but it didn't really answer that at all. But it also was living in kind of an allegory of like the world we were living in at the moment. Fucking, even though we, like, like the vaccines were referenced, fucking riots were referenced. Uh, it's just, that was weird. Um, and, uh, but like, I really like didn't believe that, but like, and then the family dynamic that kind of filled the, filtered out the whole movie was good. And that was probably the strongest thing to me throughout the whole thing. Um, Wait, real quick, yeah. uh, real quick before you go into family, family dynamic, because I, I, I just wanted to finish my like uh, finish yeah. this thought because I, I, I have better explanations of it. So it's like the fixed timeline. What you change in the past does not really matter. All right. Or the dynamic timeline. Any change in the past will drastically affect and modify the present or parallel timelines. Any changes in your past will create the alternative timelines. That's like what I was talking about, like there is no definitive one that we choose. There's too much of a mix between the two. Yeah. And I think this is about to tie into exactly what you're about to say. So that's why I wanted to say it is because like, we don't commit to one of those yet <laughs> ever. And right. so because of that, there is this weird dynamic that, that can never be like just talked about or done in this. Keep yeah, going almost- with your, no, it almost feels as if the family dynamics kind of used as the through line for which the for which the time travel element is used for, right? Uh, because apparently, like, did did she bring her father back on purpose? Yeah, hundred percent. Right, it, right. It was so the mission? The, right, yeah. So that was the crux of it. We never really find out why. It's not that he's special. Uh, it's just like maybe she just wants to change her own history. I don't, I don't know what what that is about. I didn't get that. But the family dynamic that kind of fueled the whole plot of the movie through the end of the second the second act was really strong, and I really kind of was there for it because it's like the it's like the it's the purest form of 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 our surrogate being in the movie, right? We all like we don't really like know what it's like to be in a battle for the future of humanity, but we all have families, um, you know, and that's that's easy well, thing. Well, I think this is a way to put the things, and I'm just going to say it, the things that make Interstellar good in front of more bot warm bodies on the, t- like on a streaming platform, like the yeah. things that made the movie Interstellar good, which were emotions oh, yeah. going <laughs> time travel, sci-fi and the family aspect of it. You now add this crazy, cool, gory alien movie in yeah. with that. And you 
you add to, in my opinion, instead of great Academy Award winning actors, you add more fun loving, approachable actors into it. Yeah. And you get, and they were hoping they would get a home run. And I'm, I'm, this is a close, this is a close home run. This is not, I don't think this is a bad. And when I, when you think about it like that, Arnie, like think about what I just said. The family dynamic is the strongest thing in this movie. Right. But when you think about like what, what I just said, like if you think about that interstellar moment where, you know, like it, the only, the only thing that could have happened is the dad, the dad can solve the daughter's problem, but he has to do it in a place that only, you know, he can only do it if he comes back around, basically comes back to the future in, in a sense, which is, is like the cool thing about it. And like, I, I love that concept. I love that concept when I could wrap my head around it. Right. Yeah. You're, you're right. And that everything that makes this movie stupid is getting to that point is the, is the aliens landing in Qatar, uh, the most watched event, the world, you know, the world cup, the most watched event, uh, of that year or sporting event of that year. And it's the championship On the game planet, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so like that, that, that happens and we're immediately going into the draft and it's just like that. Right. Yeah. Like I wish they had just like, honestly, if they had just put like two, like a year later or two years later, and said like you know this draft is going and like finally chris pratt is gonna like apply for this draft you know or like yeah. okay you know like that would have just resembled some more sanity in the, in the movie yeah but yeah it is insane how like it, things spread so quickly and like how that could like how unrealistic that like would have actually trend things like that would have transpired i think the aliens are pretty fucking cool yeah. like the aliens are like ravaged dogs right like yeah ravaged it's dogs. believable like, it's believable that they could take over the planet because i mean they're just they're you know like and they can kind of withstand they can kind of withstand gunfire but not all the time always they're fucking way stronger than we are in all respects um the only thing we right. can do is just blast the shit out of them with as much fucking uh you know napalm and fucking explosive as we can but yeah um i think that was for cool but I, you, you touch on something i was gonna say I, you touch on something that i really like like, like to hear like you said earlier like like the beginning of this movie is ham-fisted, and then we go into this thing, and then the ending is weird. What they should have done is they should have just scrapped the ending of this movie, the last forty minutes, and put more forty minutes into the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. To kind of yeah. flush that out, and then and then give us that nice that nice fucking but, second but that third act. Would you have liked it if you didn't know where the aliens came from, or I'm like I'm just wondering, like, because that is something you know, that you get in was, this movie. It was nicely wrapped. In that la- in that last, I mean, if you think about that last, like it, it, oh, it, it's not great, right? It's not great, but it satisfied my need for an ending that you know is a satisfying, you know, pretty but like the family but, you know, dynamic. It's a, it's, a, it's a vanilla ending, right? But for sure, but like if you hadn't done it there, I would have still think that it was better. Okay, right? so like, and this is like, like, like I'm pretending. I'm pretending to be in the director's chair right now and saying like, this is my piece of art, right? Does right. it work? Do I get my whole point across if I don't, if I'm not able to say, uh, if I'm not able to say that line where uh, J.K. Simmons is at the end and he, he, wa- he wants to take the death from Chris Pratt. Yeah. And he says, this is for, you know, this is, thanks, man. This is, this is, he says, basically, this is for giving fathers another chance. And like what he says echoes through Chris Pratt's mind as what he needs to do for his daughter. And I don't, 
I think that that's too, too strong to throw away because like for the 1%, maybe not really 1%, but you know, for the low percentage of people who got it, like who felt that like me, like I, I do think like that was a strong motivational line is that he saves his dad from taking his life because no one should take their life in this movie. But like, anyway, he saves his dad and it's, it's because his dad says his dad got another chance and he did right by it. And, and Chris Pratt needs to do the same to his daughter and not leave his daughter because he knows what happens in that world. I, I totally get you. I'm with you with that. Um, <laughs> I am with you with that. I, I, I really am. And, and it, it gives credence to the two. But the reason why they're the there. J.K. Simmons character. Because uh-huh. without that ending, J.K. Simmons' character is usually just like a throwaway scene at the beginning it of the is, movie. Right? Right, and, for sure. And like – everything around that is dumb. Like why they're there. And like yeah. the, the fall off of the movie is dumb. It could have been done in a different kind of scene. I agree. Like it could have just been like, I think it, it was strong enough to happen yeah. in the scene where he's like, uh, is like, Hey daughter, you're going to meet your granddad today. Like that was strong enough. That was good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, for but, sure. I follow you on that one. Yeah, but, yeah, they could have just done it right there. He could have just like learned his lesson and been like, "Oh, I'll really yeah, yeah. my father." But yeah. I felt I felt a little bit better because it was done the way it was done, and and so like I, I see that like if you shoot all that and everything, and you're like you know maybe the director wants to keep that portion of his movie. It's his baby, man. So uh, yes, I don't think that whole thing has to happen. Like I I did like oh man, there's okay, like okay, little okay, things. Okay, okay. okay, so like the, like I wouldn't hate the third act so much. Unless if it was just so many little things make it that better. were just completely out of left field and just did not make sense. The government didn't want to do shit with the serum. The fucking the the volcanic fucking expert they fought as a kid in fucking high school. The fucking they go to but one of the largest land masses is on the planet and instantly find the alien spacecraft. Like okay, and that, and then, and then, I will agree with that last one. I will like, agree like, with that last one. Like, but, no, no, ragtag group of nobodies. But I like those things, man. It was the thing where, where like, like the, yeah. in the beginning, they set up, I'm like, this dude will never, it doesn't, Arnie, and he's like, okay, does anybody have any questions? Except for you, Arnie? No, Arnie, we know you're going to talk about volcanoes. Or like, what's Arnie going to talk about class? Volcanoes. It's so, and I love that setup. That it's so like early, it's so early eighties, early nineties, and that's what's and, what that's what's so love is like. Who's going to love it? Who's going to know what to do that, about the volcanoes? That Arnie's going to know. Same place that the fucking random ass axe showing up in the middle of the fucking hallway when he's losing out of ammo just fucking appears out of nowhere comes from that. That's the same. Yep. Same, the same. Same thing. That's mm-hmm. the same thing. And like. But I, I love the, the army guy, the army guy who needs something. He needs to take his life for a good reason. He knows he's going to yeah. die. He wants you know, to die on his own terms. That. That's beautiful. I did love that too. I, and I think that's the thing. Like there's, there's, there's things throughout that third act that are really good. And I think, I think work. It's just that the mechanics are just so lazy. They're so yeah. lazy. Uh, like we're gonna use it, all the bombs. We're gonna use all the bombs in this room. Wait, there's another room. <laughs> like that's literally happens in this yeah, third act. It's yeah, like, it, we're gonna bomb this one room, but we didn't know there was a whole other nest of. And then them. everyone just gets blown up randomly, and then they just like have all these explosives everywhere. There's it's, it just touch it just falls apart. So we, we just, blow up all the serum, 
all the serum gets blown up because they're like, we're going to have to take all of it. And I'm like, they left most of it outside yeah. <laughs> and it still got blown up. And you know what's fucking, you know what's weird? That this movie dissolves into the Forrester family just going out on safari? Like, like it happened in the middle of the first act when the Forrester family locks down the female. And then it continues on to the end of the movie where they're literally hunting down a fucking, like, basically an, an alien polar bear in the fucking, like, frozen tundra. And they're fucking hunting it down, like, uh, fucking, what's that? I don't know, just some, you know, some random hunting movie, right? It, it turns into that, too, which is weird, right? It turns into Forrester's just hunting for a solid chunk of this movie. And it's like the Forrester family is the only one that can hunt down these aliens. Um, I don't know. It just it just it just it has all these weird nuances that just don't come together. It's so it's right. so, it, it sucks. It sucks because it's really like, like seriously, dude. Literally, just fucking stop the movie when it gets to the to the to the past. Oh man, like, the scene. It's such a it's such the a it's, scene where they're on the oil rig and yeah. like like all the aliens. Are back yeah. here, yeah, yeah, oh, and then, fuck, and, fuck, then yeah. and then the girls Beautiful. right here, yeah, and, and then, then he falls, like Chris, and then Chris he's like, Pratt's "Fuck, falling. I'm coming after you anyway." And then and he, he gets sucked back up, yeah. and I'm like, and "It's like it, you, this like, was and awesome." This the end. This <laughs> the end of this future. It's gone. It's fucking gone. It's just, and then we're going for like I know that that's kind of a neat kind of bow, and it's like not. Oh man, doesn't give you I don't all care. of the. Emotional. It's too cheesy. It was so cheesy, but I'm like. This is the cheesiest fucking scene, but right. damn it, it's so good. I, I would have been like, this is a great movie. Premise is kind of dumb, but fun as fuck. Go watch it. Uh, but n- now I'm like, it's fun as fuck. It's really dumb. Falls apart the third act. <laughs> really, really does. Uh, but yeah, if they just cut it right there, give it a nice little, little bow, it would have been late. It, w- it, w- it would have been like, you know, kind of cliche, but the execution was just really good. It, it, like, it, it was a cliche outcome and in a movie that was kind of weird logic but really good acting and it just it just does dude it just it just nails it the execution in that fucking ending of the second act is fucking dope I, 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 that 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 scene is probably some of the best sci-fi shit i've seen in a lot, in a lot of movies it kind of brought me back to the character design and with the, the creature design and everything because yeah the money is all over and that fucking specific scene is beautiful like you could frame that exact still mm-hmm. somewhere to really watch that um, yeah, man, I think we did it. I don't think there's anything else we can talk about, uh, spoiler wise. I mean, the father, the father, uh, the father, uh, daughter dynamic was, um, you know, at first I was like, okay, I get it. This is kind of weird, but you know, it's cool. Um, and then they just kind of like, you know, I think they probably had a rehearsal <laughs> and started getting a little bit more, uh, you yeah. know, they, they, they actually like got the chemistry rolling towards the end of the act. Uh, and that was believable as fuck too. Uh, I love I, I, I love the sci-fi aspect of the third act because it kind of like it feels like a lived-in world. I love the little line where she goes like, you know, yeah, I'm a lot of things because like when there's only 500,000 people on the planet, you have to wear a bunch of hats. Uh, yep. You know, little, little fucking lines like that were really fucking cool. Um, the sci-fi here is really good, cool. I really fucking like this director. I really hope that his next movie um, is really fucking dope too. It's a good uh, stepping stone because yeah, I think he's gonna do a great job. Of the I, next I, one. I legitimately think that his directing fucking like it, it's it's really good in this movie. It's a very well directed movie. He didn't write it, right? So like, no, I, 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 <laughs> so. at all, at all. It was written by some other dude who's done like basically nothing. Um, his name is Zach Dan. I think he literally did like nothing. Like, he's done TV, a windfall, some random, just random movies. I don't know. Um, I, okay, I mean, so 
I'd imagine uh, he, like he wrote this movie, so like a lot, a lot of the, the good things that came out of this were things that the director picked out from the script and was like, well, let's let's explore this a little bit more for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 the director really fucking saved this movie, and, and it, you could feel it. You could feel yeah. it. Uh, I do want to leave with one thing real quick. Uh, I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, Chris Pratt on Instagram because I, I I got the, into this article and like I there's been some interesting stuff in it. Chris Pat posted on Instagram. This is my first time ex- uh, executive producing a movie and I can finally post about it. The title ghost draft <laughs> turned out to be very problematic for various reasons. So we started looking at other options. We went through generation alien world war a generation gone saving private Rayleigh Riley and <laughs> war war Z two WWZ two, but the, as not Z's. Okay. Anyway, Horizon White Spike. White Spike. Hero movie brought to you by Verizon. <laughs> Jurassic Draft. Uh, Generation Draft. Miller Genuine Draft. City Slickers. Alien Dawn. <laughs> Rapture Dawn. Apocalypse <laughs> Dawn. Hero Dawn. Destiny War. Saving Tomorrow and the Tomorrow War. And the Tomorrow War. Ah, that's when it hit me. We're calling it Tomorrow War. <laughs> <laughs> War, yeah. I thought that was yeah. a really fu- funny post. <laughs> For sure. Um, I think uh, a shout out to um, that Tom Cruise flick. Uh, fucking uh, li- the the through line was live, die, repeat. I forget the fucking name of it. Uh, the World of Wars? No, not World of Wars. It was the one that just came out a couple years ago. Uh, gotcha. Let me see if we can find it out. I think it, it, was, a, it was an action sci fi movie where, like, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that movie, if it wasn't for that movie, this movie wouldn't exist. Uh, I think that movie does it a little better. Uh, does this a little better, but um, this one's still solid. Yeah, I fucking had fun for all the shit we're talking about. It. Yeah, it was fun. I, yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. It was fucking it was good. good. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was good. It was worth a watch for sure. Uh, I'm really excited for this director. I fucking think, uh, I hope, oh, oh man, uh, I, I always get excited about directors because like we just really haven't had fucking like a, like a director really fucking like be consistent in a long time uh and i really want some consistency in my directors uh when it comes to action sci-fi flicks because they're just like all all over the place right now um for, but yeah uh clark gray uh, i think his name is clark gray uh uh yeah chris mckay not even fucking close clark gray. uh chris mckay uh please make please keep making shit uh, i think you're cool uh please uh hopefully you make a, a badass movie in a couple years and we'll fucking get to watch and re- review it and shit Sweet. Uh, I think we did it, man. Uh, this is yep. Spoiler Talks for uh, The Tomorrow War. Uh, ultimately, an enjoyable movie, for sure. Uh, please, uh, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, is there anything about the movie you you, you hated or you liked? Uh, or some kind of crazy thing about the movie that, or any other theories that you have about the time travel thingy? Uh, please let us know in the comments. Uh, I'm Arnie. I'm Andy. 